Gentlemen, good evening. Welcome back to the Practical Scouter. Hi, guys. Good morning. Evening? I got to look outside. Uh, sure. The problem you said, gentlemen, I didn't. It threw, click. yeah, threw Jeff oh, off. So, I, sorry, sorry. Hey, I've been, hey, I've been called worse, but I, I, I understood the term, so I was okay. <laughs> I've been called worse by better than you. Damn it! <laughs> That's great. Oh, sorry. Watch my language there. <laughs> oh my! So that's where we are this evening. <laughs> well, we thought we'd talk on this episode about keeping your distance. Um, you know, sitting in the back seat of the car. He's on my side of the car. Stay on your side. Um, keeping your distance in um, in scouting, especially when we talk about new leaders. Uh, many troops have rules about um, when parents come over and you've got um, a parent who wants to jump right in and be youth-facing as opposed to on the committee. So uh, being an ASM or even jumping right into Scoutmaster, um, I-, I know of many troops that have rules that say, no, you cannot come in with your scout and be an ASM right off the bat. You need to um, allow the boys to get used to the structure first. And as an adult, you need to get used to how the, the BSA program works because it is very, very different than the Cub program, certainly. Uh, so we wanted to talk a bit about that, about you know what we've all seen in terms of what happens when you've got adult leaders that maybe are too hands-on, um, either with um, the entire program or maybe just with their own kids, and how you pull that separation apart. Because really, at the end of the day, it's it's for the youth. It's in their best interest to be able to do things on their own. One of the best benefits they get from this program is is getting sign-offs and having interactions with older scouts, with other adults, and being used to getting out of that that comfort zone. So, uh, I don't know. I think I just did the whole thing. So, either of you have a comment to... Uh... <laughs> yeah, thanks for uh, listening and, uh, you know, have a great day. Now, I so for me, it was interesting. I, I in our town where we are, we have uh, several troops and different styles of scout mastery, I suppose. And I, uh, at, at one point there was a scout master, uh, I'll call them a little bit more old school. And his approach was, and he and I talked about this and I think it might've been around a wood badge topic or something in terms of leadership and what does youth led mean? And he, he was very clear. His view was he's a scout master. He, tells the, the 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 senior patrol leader what he wants done and it's the senior patrol's leader's role to execute what he was told to do so the adults um, set the tone make the plans set the goals set the time for a setup event or whatever and the youth the 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 youth lead the, the effort to get that done Right. So I said, okay, that's an interesting take as opposed to the other end of the spectrum. Another scoutmaster was like, hey, it's up to them what they want to do. We're just the rumble strips to keep them from going off the highway. Right. So what, what's that range and is there a right way, wrong way? And then how do you, how do you find that? Right. It, yeah. It, it's, it's tough. Those are two, those are both to some degree. I mean, well, I'd say they're both youth-led perspectives, but one of them is a, I guess one of them is an adult steered, but youth 
executed, I think was the word you used, right. program, right. as opposed to the other, which which when all you've got are rumble strips, are they going to dot all the I's and cross all the T's and learn what they should be learning? So there's, I don't know. I, I think somewhere in between those two extremes is where I would like to put the program. But I'm sure you've got um, even more hands-on adults out there who, you know, put together the meeting plans, who, who say to the youth, okay, we're working on second-class requirements for the next three meetings. You need to do X, Y, and Z. You know, that's, which to me is, is, is I guess, much too directed. Now, there's a nuance there between, hey, you're doing this the next three meetings, and you know, we're looking at books and whatnot, and, and we're seeing that a lot of the tenderfoot scouts are not progressing towards second class. Maybe build some of that into your plan to help get those those scouts going. So that's advi- that's advising the mm-hmm. the members of the patrol leaders council to say, hey, you know, think about these things in your plans. Yep. Yeah. As opposed as opposed to a directive of of do this now. If you continually advise and that doesn't happen. And it needs to happen from a from a an advancement perspective. Do do you do you then end up having to direct? I I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think about my own experience if we've ever had to do that and say you will do this. I mean, sometimes we've had to say things like, "Hey, there's a campout next weekend. You must meal plan at this campout." But we've never had to fight with the youth over that. They understand we better meal plan or else we're eating you know whatever we find yeah, in the dirt. Burps. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, it seems like there's, uh, I won't call it a middle ground, I'd say it's a, it's a third option. And it's, first of all, not every troop has a patrol leader council. Sometimes, you know, they have, you know, meeting once a month, excuse me, once a week. And it's, you know, there's a five minute get together, maybe at the end of the meeting, say, what are we going to do next week? As opposed to the other option, which is one meeting a month. Uh, is just a PLC that runs half hour, 45 minutes, ideally. Um, what the youth aren't um, interested necessarily in doing or predisposed to doing is planning for the next meeting or the next month. So as leaders, we have the opportunity to say, well, you know, what's your plan? We don't have to direct it. We can tell them, you know, I've been looking at the advancement report and to Jeff's point, it, you know, it looks like we've got, you know, a bunch of youth that have been scouts, scout rank for the last three months. And you can make it more directed, but usually your patrol leaders and senior patrol leader pick up on that pretty quickly. Um, I mean, for the record, I think that was Greg's point. Okay. All right. No, he, no, he, he, get, he, he gets upset when I... T- I don't like it I, when he gets. I apologize. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> yeah, but but yeah, I, I'm good. <laughs> no, you say that here, but you know, yeah, yeah. O- o- <laughs> off the air, you're going to be all upset that you didn't get the credit for your idea, you know. And then I have to hold your hand and right, now you know, I got to take co- notes. Co- yeah, Jeez. <laughs> there, 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 well, one there, of you guys. There's a, there's a sc- you, you look alike. I can't tell. <laughs> anyway, this is you know we're... That, that 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 comment was even more insulting than than giving this, credit. This is a podcast. Alike, I know. I this agree. Is a podcast. I can't see you guys. <laughs> uh, but but you know. So are you planning? 
And what I find particularly useful is at the end of the meeting, you get the Petroleum Council together for three minutes for a reflection. How did it go? And if a meeting didn't run well, you don't have to say a word. You don't even have to frown. The kids know it in a second. Three meetings in a row, we played running bases uh, for the entire meeting. There's no plan, or the, the patrol that was running the program didn't show up. You know, I asked the same patroller, how's it going? He said, it's horrible. You know, we've got no program going on. And what he was telling me is, I don't know how to move off that dime. So then as an adult, you get to come in and advise on that. And again, have we had a formal patrol at a council meeting? You know, what's our plan for the next month? And it can be nothing more than, hey, we're camping on the third weekend. So the this week before that, you want your patrol, you know, uh, meal planning. And the meeting before that, you do an equipment check. And the before that is work on the advancement or plan for the advancement that's going for the camping trip. I think it's getting into a repetitive pattern that's working, keeping the kids interested, but also keeping you as scoutmaster interested. So that's that. That's interesting, and I like what you said about you know you take, you look, you ask the open-ended questions, and you look for the opportunity to advise and mentor. And uh, as as you said in a previous podcast, Jay, it's, it's it's if the youth is failing at that, it's not the youth's fault; it's the leader's fault, right? right? Uh, I thought that was that was a yeah. really wise thing to say, uh, and you forget that sometimes, right? That it's uh, you can't blame you can't blame the kid. Um, maybe you can blame the kid's parents, but you can't blame the kid. <laughs> uh, but what do you do? Just a different question, I guess. Maybe in the same vein is what do you do with the scoutmaster, the the assistant scoutmaster that at a camp out or an event, uh, they, they, um, they'll take over say, look, you're having a hard time building the fire. I'll build it for you. And then we'll work on it the next meeting. Or, uh, you know, you really don't know how to cook those eggs or, you know, instead of other than a safety issue, the, the leader that just jumps in way too early, right? How do you, how do you deal with that? And I think that's a direct conversation. It's there's really no other way to do it. And it, it comes back to, to edge method, but, but maybe you, you, this is a leader has to skip right to the guide part where it's, if, you know, if you see them doing it wrong, yes, work with them on it, but don't, don't take over and and do it for them because then they'll never learn. We would never, we would never have the, the youth train the younger youth in that manner. Oh, that's a good, and that's something. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good way to say it. Uh, exactly right. I think if you said that to a leader and said, "Should should the scout? Yeah, should the should the older scout be teaching the younger scout that way or doing that for the younger scout?" And the answer is no. But some some of these some of these leaders they just can't help it. They can't help it. Yeah, there's probably a podcast subject just on this. But you know, how do you mentor? Who's there to mentor the scoutmaster? And that's not an easy answer because for the scoutmaster that's been in the job for, I don't know what the right period of time is, probably 18 months and still standing, they are the resident expert. So it's unlikely that you've got um, a more experienced assistant scoutmaster or somebody in the committee. Some units have that, but oftentimes, uh, you know, you're either burnout or your son or daughter ages out and you move on. So 
you know, having an experienced leader to mentor that scoutmaster who's doing it right or wrong is a challenge. You know, the, the, the book answer is, oh, make sure they take, you know, scoutmaster training. Yeah, but from a, a practical standpoint, um, you only learn, you know, how to start a fire and how to keep the kids camping safe, safely and what the guided safe scouting works. It doesn't teach you as an adult how to be a leader. And so, you know, but like I said, that's a topic that we could go on forever on that. Yeah, it 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 kind of it brings me back to the whole ask your SPL fallback that we all have. So a an adult leader who is trying to take charge of a scout that's not doing the right thing, you know what? That adult leader should step in and say, you know, if you're having trouble with that, let's ask your SPL for help. I mean, put it's got to all be pushed back on the kids. Now, and I think Jeff, what you were asking was, how do we as adults handle that adult? Um, that is you know, that just kind of gets in there and tries to do everything themselves. It's, yeah, I think it's just that it, it's that crucial conversation. You, you need to have the conversation with them. Um, it's not a pleasant conversation sometimes. Well, I know my own, my own sons in our troop, there's a particular adult leader that they're not very fond of. And they feel that, that they, that that leader jumps in way too soon and doesn't let them figure things out. Um, and you know they mentioned it to me. I explained to them that they've got to work through that, and not, you know, even adults. It's it it's not always easy. And uh, I've mentioned it to, uh, uh, I well, I've mentioned it to committee at the committee level and saying, okay, you know, is what if any coaching or mentoring should be done with this? Because I see it. You know, I I I see the same thing. I don't. I'm not going to go in and correct the other adult's behavior in our troop. I'm just a helpful parent. Right. Um, but you know, you try and maybe mention a few subtle things on the side and let either the scout master or maybe the, the committee, you know, committee member say something if they're friendly with them. Uh, but that particular parent and from his perspective, you know, he's trying to be helpful and he's just is, it's just, isn't landing that way. Right. With the youth. It's 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 art, not science. I was not on this camping trip, uh, so my first assistant scoutmaster was, and they went for a hike, and of course they come out of the campsite and start going in the wrong direction, and the assistant scoutmaster said, "You know, just checking the map. You, you sure we're going in the right direction?" Senior patrol leader said, "Yes, sir, we are." I said, "Okay." So I went down about it, you know, quarter of a mile, and said, "Yeah, it doesn't feel right. You guys, just, yeah, we're right." So finally. Uh, the, the assistant scoutmaster said, well, we should be heading uh, north. We're heading south, it looks like, and the sun's on the wrong side of the trail. And at that point, the same patroller finally got the message and started checking and looking at the map and looking at the directions and said, yeah, I think you're right. Now, you can only hint so much uh, without <laughs> kind of jumping in saying, stop, you're going in the wrong direction. Did everyone learn a lesson? Yes. Did the ASM handle it correctly? One point, perfect. Because right. he didn't take charge and jump in and no one got hurt. Okay, you walked an extra half mile, no harm, no foul. Um, and but he gave enough hints to say, you know, hey guys, check, check twice. Uh, but it also tells the other youth on the trip saying, you're allowed to ask questions, and you're allowed to look at where the sun is in the sky. <laughs> and, and that's a really interesting example because that is that is a great hands-off example. And I think a lot of leaders, I would say the majority of leaders 
probably wouldn't have been that hands-off. It, exactly. They would have said, no, 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 look at the map again, look at the map again. They, 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 they would have pushed the issue yeah. because, look, I don't want to walk an extra mile in the wrong direction. <laughs> right. So I'm not going to yeah, let you exactly. do it. Yeah. Right. And now, and I've seen in our troop, and I was at a short hike, it wasn't crazy, The I've seen something similar uh, Jay to what you just described but in another case they missed the trailblaze they missed the marker to turn and uh, the scout leader uh, got pretty ticked off at that and uh, raised raised his voice and saying hey you know just started doing a safety lecture and you know and, and uh, that we all kind of came back and debriefed as leaders and I think something pretty direct was said and said look you just don't you don't it, it, if 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 they're going to go off, if that new trail that they're on is going to take them hours out of the way into an unsafe area, okay, then then get involved. But the, as it turns out, it was just it looped around the other way, and it kind of ended up in the same spot anyway. But that was a pretty poorly handled. And my my son was actually, I think he was leading that hike. He was the one that missed the cut, missed the turn, and uh, it was. Unfortunately, that particular leader, he, uh, he's a very experienced hiking leader. And he's a guy that you want to have on a hike and orienteering. And if you're lost in the woods, he's, he's the kind of guy you want to have. And, I, and I'm, I, personally, I'm trying to noodle ways to get him to become a better teacher because he's got a, a great amount of knowledge. And we'll, you know, we'll get there eventually, one way or another. You know, yeah. yeah. Situational awareness, which is hard to teach, but you can teach it. And when I'm hiking and I go over to scout camp frequently, and I know the trails very well, but I get off the trail sometimes Uh and it's saying, okay, the next blaze is missing. And so now you turn around and look back to the last blaze and it's not quite in a straight line, but you're supposed to be able to pay attention to that. And as a hiker, you look for the blazes. I was looking on the ground, and it looked like it was trail. In fact, it was kind of a wash where the rain had kind of cleared the leaves out. So, so it wasn't quite a trail, um, but, you know, you, and you learn, and you make mistakes, and you know, occasionally you, you get lost um, where you get off the, the normal trail. But that's the, yeah, right. If this guy can start teaching, how do you get that awareness of, of reading trails and it's not just looking for blazes in the tree because sometimes they're it's not sometimes it's mar- not marked correct yep. yeah. that's true in that particular case my son is you know quite you know it, it was pretty simple he was just busy chatting with one of his friends and just kept on walking and missed the turn right that's the norm and, <laughs> that you know and and it was a great it, uh, it was a missed learning opportunity a missed uh teaching moment uh unfortunately but uh you know we'll get there yeah, it, it's when you've got expertise like that. To your point, I mean, how do we, how do we leverage it and not allow the, uh, how do we, how do we teach the the, the leader to teach? Well, look, and basically. the adults have to take a breath and and realize why they're in the program, right? Um, it and if you're not there teaching, then uh, clearly safety first, of course. But if you're not there teaching, uh, you're you're doing it wrong, right? So. It's my it's my take on that, but it's you know it's kind of fun, and then we have a, a range of, uh, in some cases there are some 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 scout leaders that are the whole other end of the spectrum. They get to camp, they just sit there and put their feet up, and whatever happens happens. <laughs> 
present company include excluded? I'm not sure about that. I'm, so. I'm, I'm raising I'm raising my hand. Yep. Mm-hmm.